Welcome to the Blooming Podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton and I'm your host. This is a show that focuses on all things healing, growth, and transformation. From modalities to the best books, possibly some resources you've never heard about, and the best and new experiential therapies, products, and services that really offer true change and relief. We're talking emotionally, physically, and mentally, brain, body, and soul. I'm sharing with you the best in the healing industry. We're having conversations with therapists, coaches, healers, and entrepreneurs. I'm also going to be sharing with you interviews with my clients, people that have coached with me in my coaching practice, whether it be men and women in my one-on-one program, Trauma to Triumph, or women in my group coaching program, Bloom. I'm going to be pulling back the curtain so you can get all the behind the scenes details about where they started, what their biggest struggles were, what we did together, and how their life is different now. Was it worth it? All the ups and downs. And we're just going to get really honest about how this work made a big difference in their lives. So if you're ready for some honest conversations, painful truths, helpful information, and real practical tools that actually work, you're in the right place. Let's get going and welcome. Welcome back to the Blooming Podcast. This is episode number 93, and I feel like I'm going to fumble my words so much because I have not recorded a podcast episode since the beginning of December 2022, and it is now very late January 2023. So I'm a little bit out of practice. So I'm going to ask that you bear with me, but it's just like getting on a bike, get back on, and it becomes pretty easy. So As you can see the title of this podcast episode, it is titled Six Lessons I Learned from My Six-Figure Launch. If you guys don't know what a launch is, let me tell you what that is. I'm a coach. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably know. And I have a coaching program called Bloom. And typically, every quarter, I do a launch for my coaching programs. And I created Bloom last summer, 2022. And I had my second launch in December, 2022. And I wanted to talk about all the lessons that I learned from it. So what a launch is, just so I can explain to, is they are basically me opening enrollment and saying, hey, you can join the program. I market a lot during that time. There's so much work that's involved in it. Typically, it's about two months of just a lot of content creation, selling, clarity calls, all these things. And it went really well in December. And the program has a lot of amazing women in it. And it was very successful this last launch, especially compared to the first one in September. And I wanted to talk about the lessons that I learned in it because there were so many. And when I say so many, maybe not so many, but they were really, there were things that I did not know before. And what's great about being an entrepreneur and having a business where you're having different iterations of of your program, like it changes all the time. And by change, I mean, the longer you deliver a program, in my opinion, the better you should get at delivering it, which means coaching and helping your clients get the success that they want from the program. And the way that you do it just becomes more, maybe not automatic, but you just get, there's some nuances and habits or just you get to know your clients more, you get to know the process more, you get to know the the client's issues more, what they need, what they don't need, what you need to add to the program it's called an iteration, right? You put something out once, work through it, and then, okay, what's working, what's not working, learn from it, add, subtract. And that's been the case for the program so far, and it's just been so amazing. But 
I want to talk about the launch because the launch process is really specific and detail oriented in terms of like, I have to plan it months and months ahead. It's really important to like create the certain content that I need to create. There's like certain psychology that I need to be or certain yeah psychology and systems and ways of thinking that I need to think for myself as a coach and as a salesperson that create content that I need to put out that conveys a certain sentiment for people that puts them in a situation of understanding whether they want, whether they believe or, or they have to know whether they want to work with me and the content that I put out makes them decide that or not, okay? And what's great about this, about my line of study and the training that I have is I basically am really, really skilled at helping people change their behavior or make certain behaviors or do certain things. And so because of that, I believe that that's really helped me be a very successful coach and helping people understand what they need to know in order for them to work with me and decide to work with me. And it's not a coincidence that because of what I teach, I'm great at how I sell it. Does that make sense? And it is the skill that I believe is makes me a great coach and it makes me a really great entrepreneur and salesperson. So I want to talk about the things that I learned from this particular launch, the two months of the content that I created and the sale, the selling and the offers and the marketing. I'm not going to go into detail about all the specifics that I did, but I want to tell you the lessons that I learned from the things that I did. And I'll slowly or give you bits and pieces of the things that I did so you guys can see what I gleaned from it because you tend to think, I think a lot of people think that when you do, when you have a business, it's just like business as usual, right? Like it's just like, this is what you do every day and it's pretty normal, but it's not when it comes, when you're an entrepreneur, at least not for me, because when you're a coach and you have programs and I'll speak for myself, I have programs. I used to deliver coaching in a one-on-one capacity. Trauma to Triumph was my group coaching program. I help people heal their brain and body from the effects of trauma. I used to process their trauma. We would work in a 12-week container privately. We'd meet once a week for one hour. I would use all these healing modalities and I would help people a lot. Well, I learned that I would never get to all the people that I wanted to help if I continued delivering in, in that container. And I figured out a way and learned the modalities that I needed to learn in order to deliver this work in a group container and help way more people at one time. And I was so excited to do that. It was scary as heck, but I did it. And I launched Bloom summer 2022. And so since then, the way that I sell my program is in launches. So every quarter I would open it up and say, Bloom is available for you to join. Here's the link, book your clarity call, talk with me. We meet on via a Zoom call and we talk for like 20, 30, 45 minutes. And then if you're fit for the program and I learn what you need, what you're looking for, what your issues are, if Bloom can offer you those results, I'd make you an invitation to join the program. I'd explain everything about the program and then it would be up to you to to decide whether it was a right fit for them. And I want to talk about all that process, what I learned from it, because man, it was a lot. I had no idea that it was going to be so much work and that I was going to learn so much and it was going to make me change so much. I was used to doing launches, but I think it's because of the work that I've been doing so much in my own personal life and my own healing that I've been undoing a lot of these hustly masculine behaviors that launching is just, it doesn't fit my personality anymore. It doesn't fit my new values. It doesn't fit my lifestyle anymore. And I'm going to explain why. So let's get into it. All that to freaking explain that like the title of the podcast show shares, I had an over six figure launch, meaning I made over $100,000 in the month of December from the women that joined the program. 
super successful. I will say this is typically the norm for me for my business whenever I have a launch. So this is the norm for my business. It's new for Bloom. My first launch did not go this way. It was not a six-figure launch. It was about a third of that. I'm sorry. Yeah, a third of that, less than a third of that, the first launch, because it was a very soft launch. I Most of the people that joined, joined in like the pre-launch early bird part. A couple of people joined after and then like during the regular launch, but I didn't do a regular launch. I didn't go hard. I didn't sell a lot. It was like two days and that was it. It was really different. So this time around, there was over 20 women that joined and which is why it was a six-figure launch. I had tons of clarity calls. It was so much that I had to do. And when I do launch, you guys, for you coaches that are listening, you're just anybody, right? Just so you guys can see the behind the scenes. I have to plan a lot of content for like the whole month leading up before the launch. And then the whole week of like the quote unquote where my cart's open and then I close it so then people could buy, like book their calls during that week. Enrollment opens on December 6th and then close December 12th. And people could join from Tuesday, December 6th to December 12th. And I think I may have kept it open a little bit longer, but closed it that week. And so there was a ton of women that booked clarity calls. And initially I had planned that somebody else was going to do my sales calls. And then that didn't end up working out for whatever reason, which was really stressful on my end. And I was left having to do all the clarity calls myself, which I wasn't planning on it. So in my mind, you know, when plans change and you think that your month is going to look a certain way and then it doesn't, totally threw me off. So I had to go into like total sales mode. I didn't expect to be doing it. And so one of the first lessons that came from the launch because I had to do so many sales calls was the fact that, well, I won't say the lesson yet, but I will say that I worked so, so much. I planned on taking two weeks off in December and it ended up not happening. I only took one week off, which again was not my plan, which made it feel like, made it feel more like work in December because when you, I think when you plan on having like a vacation and then you're all excited looking forward to it and it didn't happen, I was like, I was so let down. So it just felt like more work because it wasn't expected. So let's start with the first lesson. And again, you guys, these are in no particular order, but I'm just going to go down the list. So there was six lessons, okay? So the first one was good rest creates good work. Good rest creates good work. What do I mean by that? So if you, here's what I believe. If you don't rest, you don't have energy. If you don't have energy, you don't have enthusiasm. If you don't have enthusiasm when you're selling, It's really hard to convey the excitement or the confidence that one needs to convey in your product or service. And so your selling can go down a lot, especially if you're doing live selling like I'm doing on Clarity Calls. If I'm so tired, my energy isn't going to be at its highest. And so I think the beginning of the launch, my energy was so thrown off because I was, again, I wasn't expecting, I was already like doing so much the month prior. I didn't expect to sell. And because I was selling, and I didn't expect it. I didn't charge like I normally would have. I wasn't resting as much as I, as I should. And so my enthusiasm was down. And so I don't think I was able to convey the confidence that I normally would have conveyed in my clarity calls. And so I wasn't converting as high. And why do I believe that good rest creates great work? Well, if you think of resting as basically plugging in your iPhone, right? Because it's like low on battery. You plug it into charge, you plug it into the wall and you leave it there. So it charges to hundred percent so you can use it. And it has a whole hundred percent to like give you right until it goes back down to zero. If you're not resting, you don't have that hundred percent of energy. So you're working off of like 
I don't want to say fumes, but you just don't have the 100%. You probably have like 60 or 70 or 50 or 40, wherever you're at, if you haven't rested. And because I was going so ham, October, November, and then the beginning of December, by the time it was, it was time to do 30 calls, my energy was so low and it was off. It didn't start at a good rate. Again, I didn't plan on doing my sales calls. So if I would have known that I was going to have to do them, I would have totally rested because I have learned that rest is essential. We can't be on all the time. You just can't. The body and the brain need to charge. They need to rest. And if they don't have it, again, they're not just, they don't have the energy that they would normally have at 100% or 90 or 80 or whatever. And so I now know that or remembered that, reminded myself that resting is essential for a successful launch. I genuinely believe that my, I would have made, like, honestly, you guys, I probably would have had, I would have doubled my, the success of my launch. I probably could have made 200K if, I would have totally rested. Like if I would have known that I was going to sell and do all these things, it would have been such a different a different experience for me. It would have been such a different experience. And I think I really would have had a, a more successful launch. And so because of that, it just reminded me that good rest makes great work. You just perform at such a different level. Think of how you feel when you know you have a vacation coming up and you're like, you can work a lot because you know like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The same way that after you come back from vacation and you've completely unplugged, like you were not working at all when you were on that week vacation, you get excited to go back to work. Like I literally hear people say, like, I just can't wait to go back. Like I'm so ready to work because I unplugged so much. I had I had such a hard October, November, December. I remember I hired a video editor. So I was doing tons and tons and tons of video content in November that oh, in December, oh my God, my brain was fried. Like fried. So good rest makes great work. You guys, the body needs to rest. The body needs to recharge. It's you're not special. Like don't believe that when I say you're not special, I mean, you're not like this extraordinary person that like, no, for me, Annabelle, like I really, I can work a lot. Like go ahead and do that. You will burn out. I promise. And and I'm not saying that to like threaten you, but it just, this is what happens. The brain and body can only do things for so long. So we definitely need to rest. Rest is essential. It's not optional. So I want you guys to remember that. And this is the case in your relationships. This is the case as a parent. This is the case for your job. This is the case for your body, for food, all the things. You need to give yourself a rest from things. It's almost like you miss things and you you need that time to prepare for the work that's ahead, right? And I didn't do that. So this was such a big lesson for me. Rest is essential. Great, Good rest creates great work. All right, lesson number two. Success always follows failure. This was like such a good one. This was so important for me. I was talking earlier about iterations and I believe that iterations are where success lies. So an iteration means you're just doing a different form of the thing that you did before. So it's a different one. Just like iPhone, you know, like iPhones have the first iteration. There's iPhone 1, iPhone 2, iPhone 3. Right now they're like at what? iPhone 14. They do this because they're always improving the iPhone. Everybody loves the new phone that comes out every year. And there's a reason why that is, is because they take the time to make it better. And they say, we went back, we looked at what you guys wanted. You guys want these new things. We're going to make it better. And I believe that I had a really successful second launch because I learned from the first one. My first launch, I was so busy all of summer 2022 creating the program, like planning it, creating the process understanding what my clients needed from A to Z in the curriculum, 
recording all the videos, doing all the audio files, all the resources, all the worksheets. Like there was so much I did in the summer that when it came to my launch in September, you guys, I literally did not have like the patience for or like the energy to launch. It kind of has to go with like the rest one that I just talked about, right? Like I didn't rest. But not only that, I was able to see that I needed to rest so that I could have a successful launch, right? Like, like I said, success always follows failure. So I felt like I didn't fail in the first launch, so to speak. I made a lot of money, but it was a third, literally less than a third of what I made in this launch, okay? I learned from that launch and I said, I need to prepare. I need to give myself a break between launches. So I planned, I, got, I had those three months of September, October, November, December is basically, well, yeah, three months that I took that break, right? So that I can launch in December. But again, it was a great launch. But again, I still didn't even know that I was going to be doing my clarity calls. So that kind of made for, that made for me in December, it made for, I sort of got, it would have been even more successful if I would have had like a full on break. If you think of September to December, like if you compare those two launches, oh my gosh, I felt like I failed in September, but look at what I failed in September and look at what December looked like. December was such a freaking win, six figures, more than six figures. And it was hugely successful. And imagine if I would have stopped in December and said, nope, September was bad. It wasn't a lot of people that joined. I'm not going to launch again. Bloom's a failure. If I would have just believed the success or like the rate of success that I had or the results that I had in September, if I would have just gone by that, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have like, and I would have believed that that was all I could do and not seen like, why didn't I have a successful launch in September? Like I always normally have, I usually always have six figure launches. So if I would have stopped and said, well, Bloom just sucks. This is the first time I had a bad launch. So I don't know how to sell. Like it's because it's a group coaching program. That's the problem. No, I'm so glad that I was able to look at it and say, no, it's because I went directly from spending the entire summer launching, I mean, creating the program. And then I didn't give myself a break. And then I didn't. So again, that came up again, right? Oh my God, I need to rest. Rest, you need to rest in order to have a lot of, it makes great energy to sell more. But I was also able to see that it was the way that I didn't plan a great launch in September. I just like, I literally thought, I look back and this is what I think happened in September. I was like, I spent all this time in September, in the summer creating the program. I bet because everybody knows that I've been creating it, Once I open it up, like people are just going to join. Oh my God, no, they didn't because I didn't do the normal things that I need to do in a launch, which is what I mentioned in the beginning was to take people through the psychological steps of what they need to know and hear in order to to buy. I didn't do that in September. And so when I looked at September's launch and I was able to see, oh my God, Annabelle, you didn't do a proper launch. I did a proper launch in December. That's why it was so great, right? So failure leaves clues. One of the things that I wrote down was you can start messy. I totally started messy in September and it was okay. It gets better and better every day with learning works, learning what doesn't work. Here's one thing that Robert Kiyosaki said in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I loved it. I was listening to that book again and it rang so true. He says, failure inspires winners. Failure defeats losers. I'm going to say that again. Failure actually inspires winners and failure defeats losers. So the way that I interpret that is that even though we fail, you can look at that and say, it's all right, I just got to fix things and it's inspiring me to do more and work a little harder and understand, like, let's get clear and understand why did I fail? And it inspires people who feel like they are winners 
to like understand the things that didn't work and then try again, right? That's what I did in September. But for a lot of people, failure defeats them. They'll fail and they'll say, nope, it didn't work. I'm just going to quit. And they will lose because they believe that the failure means like they can never win. And they believe that it means that they're constant losers. And no, you just maybe lost that time, that game. Maybe you just lost that game, but it doesn't mean that you're a forever failure. It just means that instance in that game, the way you did it in that game, you just didn't perform at your best, right? The other person wanted it more. I always say whoever on a game, whoever wants it more, that's who wins. That's the team. And so whoever wins, I say they deserve it. They always deserve their win because they wanted it more. And whoever didn't win it, it's just It's not that you didn't want it, but they wanted it more and they were more inspired to like figure out what they needed to do to win. And in September versus December's launch, you can see that I didn't let my success from September's launch like make me decide that Bloom wouldn't work. I used it to find clues as to why it didn't work. And I made December's launch really successful. Another thing that he said in the book is Robert Kiyosaki said, only losers avoid failing. But if they only knew that failing turns losers into winners, oh, that's so good, right? Like losers avoid failing. They're like, I'm just not going to play because I don't want to fail. But if they only under, if you guys only understand that if failing creates winners, it will turn into wins. If you keep on going and trying, you will win eventually. Success winning is just math. It's just trying until figuring out what works. And I believe that winners look back for a second, like just look back to like understand what happened, but they move forward for a lot longer. They spend more time moving forward than looking back. So I'm going to say that again. Winners spend more time looking forward than they do looking back. I think losers look back too long and use their past to confirm or justify or for proof that it's not going to work. That doesn't help you. And like Gary Vaynerchuk says, it messes with your neck, right? It messes with your life. It's going to hurt you. It's only going to hurt you if you keep on looking back. Winners look forward and they say, this is where we need to focus. Wherever you focus, that's where you're like, that's what you're going to get. Focus on the past. You're going to get the same thing that happened in the past. Focus on the future, focus forward, and you're only going to move there. And if you're focused on succeeding in the future, that's what you're going to get, right? So that was the second lesson. Success always follows failure. The third lesson was know your people. know your client. So if you know who you serve, then you will know what problems they have and you know what they exactly what they need. And if you know what they need, you know what they'll want. And if you know what they want, you know what you need to create to help them. And if you know what you need to create, you'll know how to sell it to them. And I did so much research, you guys, in September, October, November, December, really focusing on my women in bloom, really understanding what problems they have, what need they have, what fears they have, what desires they have. And because I spent so much time focused on them and really looking back to at who I was back then when I was in their place, like in, let's say 2019, right? When I was like knee deep in all of my stuff. I just got really clear on who I was back then and then who my women are in bloom that it really helped me sell at a really high level. It helped me talk to them at a really high level. I understood them really well. And because I understood their problems, I was able to to help them understand and talk to them in a way that let them know that I understood them 
that I'd been there, that I understood their problem really well, that I solved that problem doing with the work and the tools in Bloom. And I explained the tools in Bloom, what they could expect to receive in Bloom, and it closed everybody, right? And so I think people just focus on, I think when we're launching or when we're selling to people, we get focused on ourselves. We just really think about ourselves and our goals, like how much money do I want to make? That doesn't matter. You can have that as like a North Star, but you really need to be focusing on the person that you're serving, the problem that they have, the solution that they need, and the product that you have that's going to fix that problem. And I did that. I was so deep in my person on the woman in bloom. I know her so well. I was able to really speak to her really well. And when I was talking to the women in the clarity calls, it was just the women that were ready and that understood that had that problem. And when I spoke to them, it clicked and people were signing on. So I think it's really important for, for us to remember that who we want, who we want to associate with, who we want in our lives, right? Like as an entrepreneur, who you want to work with, you have to know them at a really deep level. I believe really love them and care about them. Cause if you don't, you're not going to care about their success and you're not going to care about their solution. You're not going to care about deeply inherently, right? You're not going to focus on making and, and speaking to them in a way that lets you know that you care about them and you understand them. So I think knowing your people is essential. And I really got to know my women so well because of the first iteration of Bloom and it helped to create a really successful launch this time. All right. So and listen, I'm trying to make this podcast not too long, but let's see. I think we're like at 28 minutes. All right. So the second one is work smart and focus today so you can rest abundantly tomorrow. Work smart and really focus today so you can rest abundantly tomorrow. Rest is a big, big, big thing for me right now. If you listen to the podcast, if you follow me on Instagram, if you just know me, you guys know that for me, one of the biggest things that I've been really focused on is investing and resting. And rest is something that I've really had to undo I mean, rest is overworking is something that I've really had to undo this behavior of always doing. I've had to undo it. It was a trauma response of mine that I believed I always had to perform and produce and please others. And it's been a big undoing. And I focused really hard to do all that work last year in 2022. And I'm really reaping the benefits that undoing helped me go from one-on-one, right? Trading my time for money to creating an asset like Bloom which lets me trade less time for money. I can help more people for less time and less work. So I believe that when you put the work in today, you can reap the benefits tomorrow. A lot of us are so focused on getting momentary pleasure today on what can I get right now? I need to just please myself right now that you give up long-term success for short-term present moment pleasure. What's more important? And I believe that when you focus on the short-term pleasure of today, you give up long-term happiness because if you do the hard stuff today, you will reap the benefits of long-term happiness, right? It's the same. It's like when you think about dieting, do you want the pizza? Do you want the pasta? Do you want the Flamin' Hot Cheetos? Do you want the candy and desserts and all that stuff? Yeah, it's good. It's like short-term pleasure. It's going to make you feel really good for about 10 minutes but then you ate the calories and you give up the skinny body that you could have had if you had you know, a beautiful grilled fish and vegetables right? instead. And for me, when I created, I had to remind myself the whole time, like September, October, November, December, I am now a coach that creates group coaching programs. And I'm now somebody who serves 
who is a coach who serves to many. My coaching program is one to many, right? Instead of one on one. And when you're one to many, you have to create a program. You have to create an asset that is done. I was talking to my coaches the other day and I was saying, you want to create your asset in the past so that in the future you can use it to keep on creating success for all your clients moving forward. So you have to put in the hard work up front to reap the benefits later. And Bloom is such a was a big, big reminder. When I was able to onboard all these women with all the systems that I had created months before, when they were able to like the day after they joined, email me and say, Annabelle, this program's so great. You know, I'm binging the program this weekend and I'm already getting success and it's been a week. And and it's like, oh my gosh, this was they're getting success from something that I worked so freaking hard on in summer of 22. And now it's December or now it's January. And I'm reaping the benefits today in the future of something that I did in the past. And so I was just so proud of myself too. And then the launch, because the launch was going so well, the launch went really well. It was because I planned the launch. I spent so much time creating really specific content and videos and calls to action and emails. I mean, all of it was planned in the past. I put it all into action in December and it created, got the result exactly that I wanted. And again, I think it would have been even more successful if things would have changed a little bit and like just with what happened with the clarity calls and selling and all that. But it was still amazing. Like there's people who would do anything for a six-figure launch, you know, to happen for their business, right? And so working smart and being focused on what I created in like in the summer and then seeing the benefits of it in December was just like another confirming experience that like wow, your past can really create you an amazing future. So right now, whatever you're doing today, you're going to reap the benefits tomorrow or you're going to sow like the bad stuff tomorrow, right? You smoke and get drunk and high crazy tonight and party too much and you have to go to work tomorrow. You're going to like bear the brunt of it, right? On Monday, let's just say, and you're doing that on Sunday or you can rest and do all your laundry and do your cook all your meals for the week and plan and do and clean the house and have a really calm and beautiful um, Sunday night, go to church, what, do whatever, you know, plan your week, what you're going to do, schedule everything, and then have such a great week because you did the work on Sunday. And so I just want to remind you guys that if you create a really intentional day or anything, this has to do with your health or a relationship or whatever, what you're doing today you're going to reap the benefits tomorrow or you're going to bear the brunt tomorrow. So anything you want tomorrow, you want to be putting in the work today. And that was such a great lesson for me to see that all the work I did in my launch really paid off. All the work I did in creating Bloom paid off. I was so proud of myself. All right. And then the last one, oh no, number five was give breakthroughs and not samples. This is such a weird one. You guys are like, what the heck are you talking about, Annabelle? What do you mean by giving people breakthroughs, not give them samples? So I believe that, and I'm going to say something really controversial, and I'm okay for the, with the backlash if this comes with backlash. I think that social media, we've been taught as entrepreneurs with social media to give everything away. Give, 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 then ask. Jab, 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 right hook, like Gary Vaynerchuk said in his book. And I love Gary Vaynerchuk, but I think it created an industry of creators and online entrepreneurs that are always giving away their best content to people who are not paying them when that stuff should be allotted and saved for the people who do pay them, which are clients. And we've been taught with social media, with our, like, especially with content, 
give, 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 and people are going to want what you have. And I, I don't agree with that anymore. I'll be really honest. I don't agree with that anymore. I think that we've become these people pleasers in business and it just doesn't serve us because here's what I've learned. And I saw this as an example with a friend of mine who has a following that's really great and they always give away a lot of free content and tips and tools and all these things. And then when it was time for them to launch their business and make an offer, um, this new program that they launched, they thought it, people were just going to come in droves because they had, they had had they had gotten such a great response whenever they do free content. But when they put out their program, they didn't have the response that they thought they were going to get. And they were like, why isn't everybody giving to me now? I've been giving to them for years. And I was just thinking, you created an environment where you just give them things for free. And now that's what they expect. And now that you're charging them, people are like, why are you charging me? But we get people used to a certain lifestyle, right? If you're always giving, 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 now when you ask to receive, a lot of times the people that just want to receive from you, that because they're benefiting from you giving, giving, giving. Now when you're asking for stuff, they're like, why aren't you just giving it to me for free? How dare you ask me for money? And it's, it's not fun. And I believe that it comes really full circle for me because I always believed this. There was always a part of me that I think it stemmed from my anxiousness. Like I know that I have a very disorganized attachment that I've had to heal from, right? So it's like this very like part of me that wants to give, but then there's this part of me that wants to that avoid and just receive. And it's because of my childhood and how I grew up. And let me give you guys a breakdown real quick. Disorganized attachment typically stems from having caregivers or a relationship with somebody that you never know what you're going to get. Like it's fearful, like they're good sometimes, but it's also painful. They're kind, but they're also abusive. They're mean, but they're also really nice. And you just never know what you're going to get. So you get really confused and you're like, I love them, but then I'm I'm scared to go towards them. Like I want to go towards them because it feels good, but oh my gosh, it also hurts so much. And then I want to go back. So I used to think this is how I feel with my followers, with my audience. I want to give content and I want to give tips and tools and things, but There was also this part of me that was like kind of resistant, was like, no, I don't want to. But now I look back and I'm like, my instinct is always right. It is true. And I do believe this. And again, this this may be very controversial for a lot of people, but I'm sticking to this. We have to understand that we don't just like go around giving free things to people. You don't know everybody. And listen, I'm a Christian woman and I believe that like we should give, but not just freely and all the time to everybody that comes along because you can get people accustomed to a way of being that isn't the way you should be all the time. I don't think it's about just giving, giving, giving and not receiving. It is relationships are reciprocal. They should, they come with give and take. And when you're always giving and you get people accustomed to it, it creates a false narrative. It creates false expectations. It creates expectations that we actually create, right? By always giving, but then you're left always, you're left with, oh my gosh, now that I'm asking to receive, people are like, why do you want to receive? You're always giving. And we do ourselves a disservice. So when I say give breakthroughs and not samples, let me explain what that means. As an entrepreneur, I believe that you don't have a charity, okay? And a business person is for profit. We provide value in terms of a product or service, and we demand value back in the form of, of money, right? When you buy something at Target, you pay with your debit card or your cash, right? You don't just like walk out and steal, right? You go there for something, you pay, and then you leave. It's a transaction. Nobody doubts that. No one questions that. When I need groceries, I need to go to the store. I need to buy food and then come back. But I need to give them money, right? You can't just steal it. And there's something about the online community or the online world. I think we've been sold that we need to always give samples 
give a sample of how great you are as a coach and then people will hire you. And what I learned is that we're not here to give samples. What our job is as entrepreneurs is we're supposed to create an an experience with our brand where people understand. It's my job as an entrepreneur to tell you, this is to teach you too, because a lot of people don't know this. This is the problem that you actually have. This is actually the solution. This is why. This is what you need. This is why you need it. And I'm the solution. You should buy it. And that's the formula that it should actually be. It's, this is the problem you actually have. You think that this has been your problem, but that's not your problem. This is your problem. This is why that's your problem. And you've been doing this to like try to fix it and that doesn't work. And here's why. This is what you actually need. This is why you need it. And this is where you can get it from me, from my business, from my coaching. And when I started doing that, this is how I normally do my launches. But when I started creating content like that, it's just so much better. And I did this really specifically in my clarity calls. This is the way I always do my clarity calls, but it just further confirmed it. When I was doing this really intentionally with all of my clarity calls, I was doing it in a very specific way, which made almost every clarity call that at once I realized that this is the way I had to do it, everybody, everything converted. I was converting at like 90%. It was amazing. Most people convert at like 10 or 20, okay? And so 10 or 20%. And so when... I've been talking about this with my coaches in my group coaching program that I have right now. And I talk about this, you guys, it's really, it's a small beta program that I have right now. Only six coaches are in it, but it's amazing. It's called The Confident Coach. I used to call it The Trauma-Informed Coach, but that's not what it is anymore, The Confident Coach, because I teach them how to create market confidently, serve confidently, close confidently, and then give clients results confidently. So I was talking to them about this after my launch, and I was explaining to them that like when you go into Zara, Zara doesn't say here when at the door and say, Annabelle, here's a sweater for free. Do you want to come buy some jeans? No, they would never do that. A restaurant doesn't say, here's a free appetizer. Here's a free salad. Do you want an entree? No, they don't do that. We're in business. We're in business and our business is to transact. And the way we transact is we say, here's a service or product. And you say, here's my money for it, Right. And we've been, we've been taught online that this is how we're supposed to be. And it's just so incorrect, you guys. It really, really is wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with me giving some tips and tools and things like that. But more than anything, if you guys can see from my content, I'm more there to educate you because I'm educating you on those things that I mentioned earlier. And if, if I educate you in that way, it lets you understand why my product is really valuable and why it'll help you and why you should work with me. And that's what I'm saying. I need to give you breakthroughs in understanding what your problem is, what the solution is, and how I'm the best solution. And that's all I need to focus on. And that's one of the things that made my launch so successful was that's how I was selling. And it's just so interesting how other brands, like there's a lot of entrepreneurs that think that this is the way it should be done. And I want to give you guys a, a really quick example too. Imagine if if you're starving and you go to a restaurant and they're like, here's a free appetizer. And you're like, oh my God, I'll take it. And they give you a free appetizer and you eat it and it's good. And now they're like, okay, here's a meal and it's a thousand dollars. And you're like, what? Never mind. I'm going to go find something else for cheap because they got enough from the sample that it satiated their hunger. Like it just like it calmed, it pacified them, right? That's enough. And now they're fine. And now they don't want, need to go any further with you because they got enough they got enough to quell that pleasure, that pain in the moment. And they'll, okay, fine. And then they, they walk away. 
So I believe that this is a problem that a lot of us as entrepreneurs, when we give away free content, we're, it's like putting a pacifier in a baby's mouth and we're like, you're crying, crying, crying because you're hungry. You put a pacifier in their mouth. It feels good because it feels like they're sucking and they're like, oh, milk's going to come and it, it quenches their anger or sadness or whatever and, and their hunger maybe. They get enough from your free sample and they're like, thank you. And they walk away. And now they don't stay long enough to like understand, no, I don't want you to just get a free sample. It quells your thirst and now you walk away. I want you to understand that you have a bigger problem. I don't want to just put a bandaid on it. It's really just like a bandaid fix when you just give samples all the time. I need something. Let me go to Annabelle. Let me go to her profile. Let me get a little something. No, I don't want to just give you a little something. I want to get to the root of your issue. Come work with me because I am the coach for you. We don't just treat symptoms over here at Bloom, right? We get to the deep root cause issues. And if you work with me, you're going to get to them. So come on over. I'm not just going to put a little pacifier in your mouth. So I think it's, I think it's really important to focus on giving people breakthroughs and the breakthroughs come when they understand their problem, that what they're doing isn't working, what solution they actually need and that I'm the solution. And this is what we should be doing as entrepreneurs. Um, Let me look at my notes real quick. A lot of times I'll give away little bonuses or there's sometimes I'll have like, like I had a Black Friday sale, things like that are fine, right? You can do like intermittent little things where you have like a giveaway or some type of bonus or something, but you don't want to just keep on pacifying people and giving away free things. If you give away too much free stuff, they're not going to need the product that you actually have. It's about them understanding what they actually need and your product or service is that, right? All right. And then so listen number six. Again, these are in no particular order, guys. So the last lesson that I learned was get better. Focus on getting better, not bigger. So get better, not bigger. When you get better, you'll get bigger by default. And Alex Hermosi talked about this so well in his book, $100 Million Offers. I love that book so much. He's such a great salesperson. He talks so great about how to make offers to people and how to sell and how to help your clients. And he's really, really adamant about focusing on one thing, staying really focused on that thing and focus on making your product really great. And if you make a really great product, making it better, it will get bigger by default because when you make a really great product, people will talk about it. People will share it. People will become raving fans because it it becomes such a great product. You'll feel so confident as a coach. I'll feel confident as a coach. When I'm confident as a coach, I'll speak about it very confidently to other people And when I speak about things really confidently to other people about like, let's say my coaching program, they'll say, wow, Annabelle really believes in her coaching program. If she believes in her coaching program, I should believe in it too. Then it must really work. I'm going to want to work with her. So getting really confident and creating a really great process as a coach and delivering really great results and creating a great program, both in the launch, the onboarding, the experience, the community, the results, I focus on all those things so heavily that the program, I'm just so proud of it. Like the weekly trainings, I focus on them. I make sure I, I study and research. I don't just like dial it in and show up on my coaching calls like, hey guys, what's up? Like, what do you guys want to talk about? No, I'm like such a leader. I'm prepared. They know I'm prepared. I am so focused on the results. I create these processes in the program so that if there's any place where people are getting stuck, I make sure I, I like basically help them get through the program. I'm always checking in with my clients. There's, I've just built in so many processes in the program and I've created a great experience for them 
that the program is great, it's better, and it will get bigger by default because of it. Does that make sense, guys? So um, I'm just going to read some of the notes that I wrote. I said, make your service great and people will find you. Getting better means first knowing you and where you are today, what's working, what's not, what does better actually look like, and how can I get there? So I'm going to repeat that again. Getting better means first knowing yourself and knowing where you are today. So what's going on in in my program, right? I was able to see what I started with in September. And you guys remember, this was my first iteration, my first cohort. I didn't know how to quote unquote deliver in a group container, but I was so focused on it September, October, November, December that I knew how to deliver it in a good way. And I knew what my people were needing. I was always asking questions. I was always curious. I was always compassionate with them. And because of that, I was always building in, adding content, doing everything that I needed to make such a great program that now it's just like everyone that joins it tells me it's so amazing and it makes me so happy because I know that if it's amazing, it's going to get them the results that they need and I'm delivering it at such a high level and I'm so focused on their results. It is great. It is a better program. And so I'm so happy for the women that joined in September because they're getting such a great version. And then the women that are are in the program still from the September group, they're getting an even better version of it because I've added so much to it and made it better, right? So it was my job to look at it and say, what's working? Great. Let's keep doing that. Let's do it more. How can we do it better, right? What's not working? How do I fix it? And I always ask myself that, right? To make it better. What does, and what does better look like? What do I need to do to make it better? Again, some of the things that I talked about right now and how can I get there? What are the steps and the strategies for me to get there and do it? And I was so dialed in with that. I believe that it made me sell the product so much more confidently and it made the launch really successful because I really believe in Bloom. I think it's the freaking best healing coaching program out there. I really do. It's the best program for for behavior change. I really do believe it. Like I will, I can sell it to anybody. I speak about it with so much conviction because I truly believe it's that effective. And then when you focus on the client that you have, right, it's so important to focus on your current client that you have. That's what I did in September, October, November, right? In December, I was so focused on them. I wasn't just thinking about the future client. I was like, I need to help these women that paid me, that are all, have already given me money. And how do I make this program amazing for them? And when you're focused on your current client, not the future one, the current client, the future client comes. They're going to feel so excited to join the program because you're going to feel so confident about the women that you've already delivered to or the clients that you've already delivered to. The new people that come, I talk about it so confidently, right? And they're like, I want in. Like, program sounds amazing. So when you pour into the people that you already have with you and you have around you, more will want to come into it. So I hope all of these made sense. I hope this was helpful, guys. I am so proud of this program. I'm so proud of the work that I did in in November and December to, to launch the program. I'm proud of myself for sticking through it all in in August, like the whole summer, because I started creating Bloom in June and launched it in September. And it was so much hard freaking work for me. And I stuck through it. I rested where I needed. I, you know, I focused on the success of my clients. I was scared to be messy, but I did it. I showed up. I showed up messy and I was okay with failing because I knew that success followed, right? I got to know my client really, really well. I worked really smart today because I knew I was going to bear and reap the benefits and sow the fruit later. I was focused on my launch, giving breakthroughs, not just giving samples. And I was focused on getting better, not bigger. Bigger will come when you focus on getting better, right? 
So I hope this was helpful, guys. I'm going to put the these six points in the show notes so you guys can see them there. And I hope it helped you whether this, because I believe all these points can help you in your personal life and your profession. If you're a coach, especially, I think this is a really great episode for you. If you know someone who's a coach and they and they have a group coaching program or they're going to launch soon, send them this episode because I think they should listen to it. My January Annabelle is really, really proud of my past, you know, December Annabelle for sticking through it and just not being scared to fail and having a really successful launch because I, because I did all the things that I talked about in this podcast episode. I'm really proud of myself for sticking through it. The old me would have never done any of these things, you guys. And a lot of these lessons I knew, but these, a lot of these things, just some of them are, are new, brand, a lot of them are really brand new. And they just further, further cemented the beliefs that I now have about you can work less, you can rest, you don't have to overwork, you don't have to work crazy, crazy hard, long hours. You can focus on doing and being focused. And I guess you could focus on being focused, but that is true. You can focus on staying focused on one thing. I don't have to like create a thousand different products. Imagine if, if I would have created Bloom and then I would have jumped and did, made, created like three different other programs because I thought Bloom wasn't going to work. No, I just focus on making Bloom better. I totally like was able to reap the benefits of it. And I'm so proud of myself. I hope this was inspiring for some of you guys. And especially if you're a one-on-one coach and you're thinking about going group, it's so possible for you. Uh, I want to encourage you to, to stick with it. And hopefully you can take these lessons and use them in your own life. So again, I hope it was helpful and I'll see you guys next week. 